0: you know we didn't get a
1: chance to even mention talk about big turnarounds yeah how about your bulls patrick beverly you excited their win totals uh, at 36 no. and a half right now should we take the over on it no no lonzo no, ball's not coming back this year so patrick beverly's the one to fill the void right
0: yeah i hate to do, uh i hate that i'm right about that that i hate that i was right about yeah. that but i did predict that i said second week of the season i said i don't think we see him this year and, and i hope right. that we ever see him ever again and that's really unfortunate because man he was becoming a really good player uh, he developed a three-point shot. He was always a really good defender, but um, also great playmaker
1: too. I, I mean, like great playmaker. They were
0: the number one seed in the East when he got hurt. Like Demar and Zach, I didn't think that was going to work out. But the way that they were running the offense with Lonzo, I mean, everything looked really good. Then he got hurt, and they completely fell apart. They
1: were the number one seed, and I remember when he got hurt on Christmas Day when he was with the Lakers, like towards his last year there. LeBron's first year, yeah, and his his at the end of his time there they were i want to say 20 and 14 and then they just lost they lost game after game and lebron got hurt too but if you look at Lonzo Ball is one of the few guards in the NBA, or at least he was. I don't know what he's going to be. Hopefully, he comes back and he's healthy. But this has been a prolonged injury. Yeah. Uh, he makes everybody around him better, and there's not a lot of guys like that in the NBA right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he came into the league, and I thought that there was like some unfair criticism as well because his dad was all over the place talking about how he could beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one. Levar was. Uh, I mean, he
1: was. Dad was really annoying. Yeah. I mean, he I was. Mean, let's be honest. He but, was just as obnoxious as you could. He was. He was the definition. Like he was worse than Skip Bayless. Oh, for sure. But I mean, what, it
0: was like it was a caricature. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but there was no reason to hate Lonzo. And so then, uh, I, and I wasn't always the biggest fan. Like, I didn't really like him at UCLA. I remember uh, I went to the tournament game where he got cooked by De'Aaron Fox. And I was like, yeah, best on-ball defender in the draft, my ass. Ended up being a pretty solid player, though. He got better every single year and then um, joins my team now. I don't know. Do you think he ever plays again? Like, I, I, I think of him, like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting be- worried this is a Brandon Roy situation.
1: But I also wonder, too, if this is also the look at our season. It's going down the tubes. Like, why even bring him why back? Why We have Pat Bev now? Yeah, why buy bo- Yeah, got Pat Bev to save the day. <laughs>
0: hey, he is a hometown kid. He grew up, like, 25 minutes from the United Center. So You've never talked about that before. At least he, uh, hey, I'll say this about Pat Bev. At least he will give some effort on the defensive end. Other than Alex Caruso, who else can you say that There's about? Not much. Patrick hey, listen,
1: you got two of the scrappiest guards in Chicago
0: now. Patrick or er, Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso. I mean, that's what it comes down to when you're the Bulls, though, and you're this bad. It's like, okay, you bring back Derrick Rose or you bring back Patrick Beverly, so they could get a standing o. Nobody's gonna care about Patrick Beverly, though. Not one. Like, if Derrick Rose returned to Chicago, he'd get a standing o. People yep. would go. No, nobody cares about Patrick Beverly. Nobody cares about the Bulls. This is this is just. There's still too a lot much. of fans showing up, though. You it's got fans something. In the stands? It, well, that's the thing. It's something to do. Uh, there's a lot to do at the United Center. Good-looking people. Good, good restaurants around it's nice there. Nice and cold there, so you got to be inside somewhere. Yeah. I mean, what else? And and you go and you watch the other teams. Like if the oh, Bucs are in town, you that's go. That's what they, that's you what you they watch do at Giannis. Capital One
1: Arena here in DC too. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would do come that. out and see LeBron
1: and the Lakers. Yeah. When okay. I,
0: well, yeah. When I like when I was in, um, like when I would cover Marquette, I, I would. Go to the Big East games when I wanted to see the other team. Like, if, you know, UConn was coming to town and they right. were any good, I'd go see them. I'd skip out on the games I didn't care about. Though. So the Bulls are 26 and 33. Yeah. Over, under 36
1: and a half. So. It's uh, only 10 more wins. Yeah. Although you've got what? To do the math, I mean, okay. they, yeah it's what fi- that's 59 games
0: so if you look at strength of schedule 19th toughest schedule for the Bulls. so i would just pretty much stay away because they have only one more against the bucks they get the nuggets they have two against the 76ers they get the grizzlies they get the nets and they get the kings they're easy opponents they do get the pistons twice they get the hornets the pacers the lakers twice and the raptors but like listen to those teams even uh, is that a guaranteed victory against the raptors absolutely not i like you, think the Lakers might make a little run here, at least mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs, maybe as an 8-7 to seven seed. They have the 25th toughest schedule the Lakers do. Yeah, and then you get the Pacers. I like the Pacers better than I like the Bulls, so I would stay away. I would probably lean under. I think this team is completely dead, man. They don't get along. Something has to change at the end of the season. I don't know what will. Somebody's ha- Somebody has to. I mean, I guess over. you could fire... Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan, like the Hawks fired uh, Nate McMillan. Yeah, even though you just committed to him, I think that would be the next move because Zach's not going anywhere. Although the Bulls have done things like that before, that was with Garfo- Gar uh, Foreman and John Paxson. But remember, they committed to Jimmy Butler and then just traded him away the next right. year. So that it happens in the NBA.
1: Uh, it's more. I mean, look, it's more likely they they probably try and move Zach Levine because it sounds like he drives a lot of people nuts there. Yeah. But when you don't have good chemistry, when you're not on the same page as your head coach, nobody's listening. I mean, we've, everybody's had that before. You, there's bosses that just people tune out. We've yeah. all had them. And yeah. once that starts happening, you can just see the writing on the wall. The, it, things don't work as efficiently as they should. You know, in, in, in this case, teams not winning games. They're all out there on their own. Zach Levine's taking twos late in a game when they're down three. And it's the last shot of the game. None of that makes any sense. It's why the Hawks fired Nate McMillan. 41 and a half wins. They're 29 and 30 right now. I don't think that that I – don't, I don't think they go over that number either. They could be in the play-in tournament. But, I mean, if, if you look at – the way the, I, the Hawks have the third toughest schedule. Seen their schedule? The rest I rest going to say. I don't think it's going to get any better.
0: They may actually miss the playoffs completely. Dude, they have two against Boston. They get Philadelphia. And I'm really high on Philadelphia. You know what? I know Doc Rivers, and I know Embiid and James Harden. Are Hardest in,
1: schedule in the NBA the rest of the way, by the way, is the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers.
0: I, I'm kind of talking myself into them a little mm-hmm. bit, man. I saw everything I needed to see <laughs> from Embiid on Sunday, you guys, because I... I made the case for two guys as all-star MVP. It was Embiid and Tatum because they're not going to win regular season MVP, and I think both of them did want it. They're both obviously on good teams. But Embiid actually wanted to win that game. In the fourth quarter, he was trying to, like, urge the players to play some defense. If he could do that in the playoffs... And we get this version of James Harden. James Harden's been awesome this year. Nobody's talking about it because well, it's the regular season. <laughs> no, I know Wait when he's in the playoffs. Okay, okay that's fair. It's when he's got to go down to Miami it's, and he's going to stay fair. out late. And... I've I've always <laughs> defended James Harden because the year that him and Chris Paul were together in Houston, if that team could have stayed healthy, I thought they were going to beat Golden State. They they I mean they could have. And <laughs> remember. Daryl Morey came out
1: and had, remember, uh, was it like, was he? did he tweet or was like, uh, they put out like almost a, a press release where they talked about all the reasons why they should have won yeah. that series? Yeah. It was like, well, we shot horrible from three and this call was missed and
0: this call was missed and this call. It's like, Doc, what are you doing? Doc did that last year, actually, remember? <laughs> like before the playoffs even started. He's like, well, you guys always talk about my playoff losses and oh, my blown 3 I actually, leads. listen, here's the He's thing. He's like, but here's what happened here. Here's to- what happened totally here. totally okay. The best part was though that Doc Rivers called out that Magic team. He's like, did you see who I had on that roster? Yeah, that was awesome. It's like, that's he was coach of the year that year. Yeah, I, I did like that. But back to Atlanta. So two against Boston, Philadelphia, two against the Cavs, Memphis, two against the Nets. And I know I keep saying the Nets, but the Nets are going to be a scrappy team here. Uh, so All Star break, th- I think they're
1: 34 and 24. Their win totals at 46 and a half right now. There's something this Nets team. It's very early on. That's a but tough But post Kevin Durant too, though, and man. Kyrie Irving, they've got a tough schedule. But they remind me of the. Spencer Diddy 1.0, Kenny Atkinson, coach team. Yeah, that just didn't have any stars, but played great basketball. Everybody knew their role and played with a little bit of ego, right? Like they were yeah. like they were angry and they felt overlooked, and that's that makes for a dangerous team. And I would say that this team right now is more talented than that. Right? It was b- the year before they got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant free agency? Yeah, because
0: remember they were a scrappy team. That was kind of yes. I thought that was the reason why they got those guys. Uh, I mean because they were. Win games the second half of the season and then Kyrie joined KD joined even though they knew remember year one was going to be a wash because it was like a redshirt year they were both hurt they weren't going to play Kevin Durant was coming back from that devastating injury in yeah. the NBA finals yeah but I mean they had a nice little roster all those pieces they got I mean I, I agree though this is a scrappy team I mean Mikel Bridges I don't know that he's going out there and scoring 45 every night but you know he's <laughs> a really good defender and you know he could give you 20 plus I like Cam and they have 24 games to go. The problem is it's the seventh uh, toughest schedule. They got the Celtics one more time, the Bucks twice, the Nuggets twice, the Cavs twice, and one more with the Sixers. So 46 and a half updated, and you have 24 more to go. Mm, I wouldn't touch it. I'd stay away. That's 12. Well, that's have them go 500, right? 24
1: games, they need 12 more wins. That's putting the Nets at 500, essentially. Well, 13 and 11. They need to go 13 and 11 down the stretch. If I do math on the fly... I hope that's right. Yeah, and you get two against the Rockets. Scott, Scott nodded and said, "Yes." I don't think he was actually listening and doing the math, but we'll just guess. I was told there'd be no
0: math. No, I, I was too, and yet I'm doing math. Yeah, I I don't think I could do it. I think I'd have to stay away. There's there's even these easier opponents for him are, are toss up games. I feel like the Bulls are a toss up. You probably split with Orlando. Uh, you do get Detroit and Houston. Like Detroit and Houston are bad this year, man. Hornets also play absolutely no defense. But the Jazz, I feel like that's a toss-up. I'd probably stay away, but I do think that they probably go over that win total.
1: So a team that's really interesting to me, and I'm I like the over 50 and a half for Cleveland. They got the 27 toughest schedule right now. Now look, they still got some good teams ahead. They got the Sixers and the Nuggets. They got the Celtics two more times. But right now, the Milwaukee Bucks sit at They're Milwaukee Bucks, jeez, the Cavs uh, sit at. 38 and 23 and their win total is at 50 and a half. Now it's juice to the over big time, minus 135. But this is a good team. I don't look I don't think yeah. the Cavs are going to the finals this year. But I'll tell you this, they're going to be a good team for a long time as long as they can keep this core together. Keep these stars together and pay everybody. They're a well-constructed team. They've got instant chemistry. And yeah. Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell have still had to kind of work out some of the kinks, which you would expect. But yet they've made this thing work. And Donovan Mitchell is playing like an MVP. Like half the stars in the league are like looking like MVPs this year. But I actually like the over on that because at that point there, I mean, they can win 12 – they have to win 13 more games down the stretch.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I'm with you on them. Um, do you think for them – because they're not going to win a championship this year, but I really do like that roster – Do you think that they're like a piece or two away, or they just need that experience? I think it's experience. I really do. Yeah. What are they lacking? Because that's the thing. I really like that. You could maybe
1: argue depth, or you can always have more shooting. It's like you can always have another pass rusher in the NFL. You could always add another shooter.
0: Yeah. But I mean, they kind of. I mean, there's some experience. Yeah. With Donovan Mitchell, obviously, he's been to the playoffs numerous times. And I like that team too, and I like their second half total, them. And then I really like uh, Dallas. You look at Dallas's updated win total, forty-five and a half. Uh, right now, before the All-Star break, they were sitting at 31 and 29, so you have 22 games remaining, and they have literally the easiest schedule left in the NBA. Just some tough ones. You do get two against Philly. You get three against the Grizzlies, one against the Kings, one against the Heat. One against the Suns and one against the Pelicans. I worry a little bit about the Kings. They're a fun story. They're my league pass team. But I worry about them maybe fading away post-All-Star break. They got Just a Just play a whole lot of defense, man. 25
1: it's, games left in the fourth toughest schedule. I mean, that's a bad combination. So, a lot of games left, yeah. and all of them are really tough.
0: Yeah, so I'd rather go like under on them and go over on Dallas. Because Dallas, you get three against the Spurs. Those should be three victories. The Spurs have no business winning games. They don't want to win games. You get two against the Hornets. Two against the Pacers. You get one against the Bulls, one against the Jazz, two against the Lakers. At worst, you probably split there. I really like that. Twenty-two games to go, and you need fifteen wins only. Well, fourteen wins only. That's a little bit skewed, having the easiest
1: schedule the rest of the yeah, way, though. Yeah. putting the Lakers on the easy side with two more, because this is a different, different Lakers team. team. We're looking at their record, and that's how this is determined at this point. But that Lakers record doesn't it doesn't live up to the talent that they have out there. Now, yeah. They may not put that thing together, yeah. but I love them. I bet the Lakers to make the playoffs. I bet them at plus 180 to make the playoffs. That is a playoff team. Yeah, it's on paper, but if they start winning, I mean, those odds are going to shorten. You're going to be looking at minus money very quickly, and I'm not I'm – I wanted to get some value on that, and LeBron James looks a little reinvigorated when he talks about that roster. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week on the show. They got a lot of shooters and they had no shooting their biggest weakness was shooting and they like they're like eight deep with at least decent three point shooters now
0: and it's a good point like when you do look at the you know the easier side of the schedule and you look okay three against the spurs that's a team that's looking to tank two against the hornets that's a bad basketball team that wants a better pick that plays no defense But you do worry, like you said, about the Lakers, different roster, and even a team like the Pacers and the Jazz, just because they're smaller market teams. And just getting to the playoffs, you get that playoff revenue. They might play tough to get into a play-in seed, especially the
1: Pacers, man. The play-in tournament has changed the dynamic of this a lot because now there's more teams that have a chance. It's like the extra wild card, or both in baseball and the NFL. Of course, it's all about money. And you know what? I don't have a problem with it.